What is even up? <laughs> it's your boy Crabman, here with my very surprised boy Hackenstein. <laughs> At least it looked like that. Yeah, it was class acting. Man. Oh, very nice. Welcome to the expertly acted Hypnotic Hootout. How are Hi. you all doing? Are we all doing? Well, someone is doing something. So that might be the case. Mm. Hmm. How's things? Oh, lots of things. Just above that we forgot our lists mm. today. Oh no. So much to talk about. I mean we got two weeks of life to put into yeah. podcast form. I mean so much content. Content, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to say content because it always <laughs> feels so disingenuous. <laughs> But it is. I mean, it's content. It's not disingenuous at all. Yeah, it's very, Just, very truthful in a way. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Although I didn't want to like reduce my life to just content for a podcast that nobody listens to. It's not even very interesting. Depressing. Content. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah, it's true. We skipped last week. We did. Yes, it was way too hot, and I was on my way to the wonderful Wendland mm. to meet some friends from Konstanz, drink some beer, mow some lawn, shoot some arrows, nice, talk about stuff, listen to music, and just uh enjoy is the word that was the ah. enjoy life <laughs> we use oh, oh. it so seldomly I already forgot again <laughs> how that was hmm. ah yeah so you had a good time is what you're saying oh yeah I had a splendid time mm. yeah I don't, I don't think that's really the content our fans are looking forward to right. Let's skip the fun part and get right to the depressing <laughs> stuff. Exactly. <laughs> uh, why? What depressing things do you have? Uh, not depressing. Depressing is not the right word, but uh, interesting, conflict-ridden parts Ooh. of my life. Ah. Hmm. Hmm. Should we but, do that first? Because I have real depressing stuff. Yeah, let's stop with it. Real depressing stuff. Get rid of all those yeah. casual listeners. Right, yes. <laughs> we got the more fun bits. Okay, so we uh, we actually had some... Hey, hey uh We actually had some... Um, some significant international holidays this past week. Um... Which were, for one, June 16th is uh, Youth Day in South Africa, which um, commemorates uh, the day when, in 1967, I believe, um, the students in, I believe it was in Orlando, or at least it started there, but yeah, in Soweto, um, where the students uh, more or less organized um, to protest the introduction of, or the mandatory um, introduction of Afrikaans as the teaching language, mm. 
which the the white government basically um, introduced to control the population to keep them because neither the students and in lots of cases neither the teachers could actually speak Afrikaans. Can you give me like a, a short? What's Afrikaans? Afrikaans is basically Dutch. Come from so it's it's da Dutch. Dutch English or is it just Dutch? It's just Dutch, but like a variation of it. So they have um, like Jamaican English. Or does it does that have another name? Uh, wait, was it? There is a thing there, though it's not English. But, but um, that that's a weird. There's man, a Creole or man. something. They say man and. Oh, um, I think that's just that's uh, just an accent, English. like a dialect. Okay, I think. Um, yeah. I think it's uh, it's it's sort of like um, well, I guess American English uh, compared to British. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's different in not very significant ways, but sort okay. of. Right. And I think Afrikaans is the same way. Like I think Afrikaans people they basically speak Dutch, but I mean that's like yeah. I mean it developed obviously over a hundred, couple hundred years into kind of its own thing, but it's still. Hmm. similar and I think it has local language mixed in and uh, things like that but it's basically the the language of the of the Dutch occupation um, yeah I, I don't think I ever heard Dutch except the one time one of the guys when I was in South Africa started talking Afrikaans to me mm -hmm. like to show me that he can speak it and I didn't understand the word <laughs> I was like I don't I don't know what you're talking about I'm German. We are other kind of bad. <laughs> Not that kind. But kind of similar. Or yeah, maybe... Oh no, I don't know. I was just thinking maybe it's like what Dutch is to German, but I do think it's closer to actual mm. Dutch. Yeah. So I do think that if you speak Afrikaans and Dutch, you can't... be like less time to change. Mm. Must have had... Yeah. Interesting. Okay, I don't know. I, I I speak neither. I understand. I, I I do understand when they say lacquer or something mm -hmm. like that. That's that's good. <laughs> um, let's see now it now it looks a little blurred out again. Yeah, we found out that the, the the camera lens somehow needs a bit of time to adjust. <laughs> yeah, and if we we kept like re. Readjusting it before the start, and then yeah, it would always go bad during bad again. But the last couple of times, we didn't change anything, and then mm. worked out. Just took a while to get I don't know working, but this time, someone couldn't let their fingers. It was a reflex. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, you stay in South Africa. So yeah, so they were basically prohibited from speaking their own languages. Um, mm -hmm. South Africa has, of course, very many languages. Um, I think they have 11 um, official uh, languages, though I don't think that any official actually speaks all of them. Um, but yeah, there's the nine uh, indigenous, uh, I believe it's called Bantu languages, um, and then English and Afrikaans. And I think it was a move to, like, I mean, you control education and you control all that stuff and you basically keep people in a position where they're dependent um, and you can't really rise up 
and stuff. Yeah, it's also like they like they are undermining their culture because hmm. obviously they have different words, maybe <laughs> words that you then can't translate. That have a different meaning, a different kind to talk about things. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, one of the many terrible things done to the people there. And um, but yeah, because that was, I mean that that was going on for a couple of years. But in '67, um, uh, students kind of, and I think it started with one school in Orlando who actually like organized this and promised their school that they were doing it peacefully and everything. Um, they, that's why they were allowed to do it. And then they went out in the streets and more and more schools basically picked it up and came out with them. And so it was like a half spontaneous protest that started. Hmm. And the government sent in um, police who, who set uh, dogs on the children. And when the children defended themselves and uh, killed the dogs with stones, the police started shooting them down. And um, there's, wait, actually, let me, uh, there's kind of a famous uh, uh, photograph, uh, Youth Day. It should probably come up quickly. I mean, nothing says like democracy, like. Setting dogs on children and then shooting yep. protesters? Shooting the children. So, like, proper fucked up. I don't think anyone can see this right now. Not yet. I'm. Yeah. Uh, where can I make this bigger? Wait, is this even big? Wait, sorry. Um, so, yeah, so that's uh, part of the very hectic history that they have. And, uh, yeah, that... That day is June 16th. Oh, 76, not 67. Right, right, right. Slightly different. Okay, I'm just going to Wikipedia and... Why is that so small? I want a larger version of this. I guess it's just an old photograph, right? I mean, there, there's a bigger one. You can also like... Yeah, I'm just... You know, filter. Filter, yes. Large. It's large. It's a different photo. Slightly different angle. Okay, I guess that's the best that I'm gonna find right now. So let me switch. So sure. trigger warning. Yep, that's if you a dead wanna kid. See this. Yeah. Right, that was probably good to mention. <laughs> but yes, so that's uh, yeah, um, a kid carrying away one smaller shot child. And yeah. Um, I actually, I think I've been at the plaza where that where that happened. There's a memorial there with with the picture and the history. Should we see the upper left, maybe? This one? Yeah. A bit more. That's why. Positive picture, you know. Um, maybe not. Yeah, I mean, obviously, that's an important part. But I think the more important part is the the uprising, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's Youth Day, and um, then last Saturday was Juneteenth, which is um, the American holiday when, when the last uh, enslaved people were freed, almost two years after 
or actually two and a half years after they were officially uh, emancipated. But um, in the South, they weren't told, basically. Hmm. And I think it was in January 63, 1863, um, that slavery was officially ended, but uh, it took until June 19th, um, 1865 until the last people in Texas uh, were liberated. Kind of shows you how important information is. Yep. What the big difference it makes to know and to suppress yeah. knowledge. I mean, that's also, um, yeah, in terms of uh, erasing culture and background, I mean, that's that's what's also so fucked up in the US and why people, where this whole brother-sister thing comes from, I heard, because they were forcibly separated from the heritage. Mm. People's tongues were cut out so they couldn't tell their children and stuff where they came from and stuff, so that basically people are completely, yeah, basically their history erased, their roots erased. I recently read read about or listened, heard, heard, Hurt or, or uh, read that the whole like absent black father mm. thing comes from the plantations mm. where well women were sexually assaulted like black enslaved women mm. so they didn't have that father basically they the mm. father was the plantation owner who obviously did not own up to it um yeah, so the the roots of this trope, I guess, is in in the on the plantations and not uh, the later suburbs and uh, I know yeah. racist idea that black fathers are somehow less good at fatherhood than uh, others. Yeah. So that's the very depressing portion of our <laughs> episode. Um, so what's slightly less depressing <laughs> hopefully much less depressing things oh wait wait, wait. <laughs> um yeah I just have this, this picture in my head now that I saw that today it was like a um, um, Native American mm-hmm. who told a story from an older Native American he heard, he told him that it's the hardest thing now at that time, must have been like 1970s or something like that, Mm. um, is being a Native American in America. And he didn't mean the racism, he meant like the, the disconnect to their culture. To, to their way of living and that they couldn't go back to that anymore. They had like a rich culture and they really, I mean, they 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 did live like in harmony with the land mm-hmm. and that they could not rise in the morning anymore, pray to, um, pray, forgot how he, he said that. Mm-hmm. Um, he said that the, the early morning, like five o'clock, this is the is the um, the most silent point and that their uh, story is that the animal kingdom kind of shuts up to let the two-legged people um think and that mm. this 
isn't happening or it's, it's impossible now and yeah now you reminded me like how much culture how much wisdom must have been lost oh due yeah to colonialism yeah i mean i mean i always think like you know the the uh, library of alexandria and that, mm. that it burned down and, oh my god how much wisdom but how much wisdom that wasn't written down was lost by eradicating the culture mm. and hey i mean when we we're depressing stuff like i also read today uh, like more and more uh, mass graves in canada are found mm. of native people uh, while still people there uh, think that there is no cultural eradication or genocide happening and it never happened in the first place and stuff yeah i mean it's kind of an awakening it's a rude awakening for like white people like us right who had no idea that all that shit happened because nobody told us we had to kind of look it up for ourselves and luckily now with the internet and social media we have the means we have the the the, the sources the people who can tell us that stuff yeah now all we learn is cowboys versus Indians. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, but that, uh, and I was just checking the actual number, but that was a proper, I mean, what does proper mean? But like an almost full genocide, 95% of the population were eradicated. Mm. There's surely like, yeah, mountains and mountains of things getting lost yeah. and distorted. I mean, it's even, you know, I was, um, talking to a friend who actually did the tour where I learned about the youth day. Um, mm. I was talking to her about stories, um, what basically an, an African, South African story looked like uh, before colonization. Apparently it's a really difficult question to answer because there's no written records. Mm. Um, they, uh, they didn't have writings and stuff before they were invaded. And so a lot of things got lost and then of course you only have what the colonizers wrote down and uh, how they put stuff in the museum and things oh. and uh, apparently that's uh, really I mean apparently there are some sources I was uh, I started to read a paper about this stuff um, about basically what the pre-colonization st story looked like but uh, which is apparently with a lot of tricksters and having uh, sort of uh, animals as I guess mm, similar to how we characterize them, you know, like a fox is smart and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. have, uh, I think that I forget what it was called. It was particularly tricky, but I think it was something like a what are they called? Those little those little things that come out of holes. Meerkat. I think something like that. I don't know if they actually exist, then, but it's sort of what I pictured. That that's particularly tricky, and uh, mm. yeah, it's always a. Uh, yeah, the trickster apparently plays a big, big role mm. in that, at least in the cultures that I read about, which I think was sort of the Zulu, Kosa, what was the third one? Well, those nine languages, those nine tribes, that's basically like form like groupings of three that are kind of similar. Um, so Zulu and, wait, let me try if I can say it, Kosa. And the third one, that kind good. of similar. It was best when I heard of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I try. But the 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 the, the cue click mm. that's something that I just cannot for the life of me figure out how to do. It was pretty good. No, that's the that's the that's the X. Ah, oh, oh, all right. The right. proper click that like really pops, mm, yeah. and no matter how people, well, I feel like nobody really explains it to me really well. <laughs> I guess nobody's been asked how do you do this. <laughs> but I have no concept of how you, how the sound even comes into being, so yeah, probably, I don't know what to practice. <laughs> probably everyone else's fault. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but yeah. Yeah, um, that was something I was thinking last time when we were talking about uh, Tiananmen Square. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in terms of that information and how you know the distortion of it, because uh, there was a joke I saw on Twitter a while ago where they were basically making fun of Americans saying, "Oh my God, how can you not know about Tiananmen mm-hmm. Square and stuff?" And then in the next line. Uh, Thanksgiving is when the Indians showed the settlers how to make corn, smiley face. (laughs) Ach, yeah. 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 I mean, it it is progress. Like, we, we are... We are... working up that... all that stuff that happened, we are working our way through. I mean, we are. That's I don't know how many I mean, other collectively, people are. I mean, collectively. I mean, there's so much shit buried. I don't know if... I don't think these efforts are enough or... I don't know. I'm optimistic that maybe someday they w- will be. I'm not at all. But probably we will never have... We'll never be able to like stop doing that because so much new shit is happening right now. But... Still, still optimistic, slightly optimistically. Um, yeah. On the other hand, I'm really looking forward to after the apocalypse <laughs> and the end of everything. But yeah, I don't know, it's also like very. You, you told it last, and we talked about this, right? I don't know if we did it on stream or not, but um, like how we in our position can look forward to the end of the world pretty like positively casually like ah, someday <laughs> it's it's the end and then we're all dead and it's okay and while uh in some places of the world the end is already happening and they can't like lean back in their sofas and um record themselves on twitch talking about how optimistic their worldview is Mm-hmm. that we are yeah 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 that's the thing things are gonna get fucked up but probably not here <laughs> well not yet well, we have we have now uh we starting to have water troubles in germany too yeah sure but uh that doesn't mean in terms of you know the climate crisis is gonna obviously hit the poorest countries the hardest mm-hmm. and Obviously, we have the resources to kind of battle that. You know, we can buy ourselves an AC and be fine. And, uh, <laughs> we probably yeah. still have enough water to buy, even if it's been expensive or something. And we're probably also not going to die on our track to better lands because it's become unlivable in spaces where... I mean, we already see what happens with refugees when the climate refugees come or want to come. Well, they're already coming. Yep. 
that's yeah not sure if it was a good idea to start with all that shit. <laughs> okay, but, but I have a segue ooh. that can take us to more positive personal things. Because segue. I'm going to start with some tragic news. So I probably mentioned it. And if you're like a very invested follower of our personal lives, you might notice that there's a person missing here. Don't worry, she didn't die. It's not that tragic. I realize I suddenly, after talking about death and stuff, I'm saying personal mm. tragedy. But um, so yeah. my wife was supposed to come here last week. It's supposed to be a segue, so I think you're. <laughs> um, it's okay to, to slightly exaggerate. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. It is still. Uh, I mean, I was very worried. I mean, now I'm okay because yeah. now it's been a week. But um, yeah, and she. Uh, I asked her too. She feels fine. Yes. Know? Okay, you but, tell the story before I. Yes. Um, details that aren't really <laughs> interesting right I'm, now. I'm getting to them. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, so my wife was supposed to come here last week, uh, actually last Friday. Uh, her flight was supposed to be. Um, and of course, to get into the country, you have to do a corona test um, so that you don't bring it here, especially because in South Africa, they have a more aggressive variant, same one than they have in the UK. You have to test before you go. Yes. And that test turned out positive. So that was an unfun surprise. And of course, meant she couldn't, she couldn't take the flight. Um, but more importantly, of course, it meant she had Corona. And that was scary. But the good news is she's fine. Um, apparently all that happened was a headache uh, that came and went. But beyond that, it was mostly like yeah, being kind of, you know, we were both a bit scared and like uh, waiting for something to happen. So it was sort of like not sure if that's the soft road and stuff. But mm -hmm. um, but I think now that more than a week has passed, actually 10 days have passed now. So I think we're good. Um, mm. So that's nice. Uh, this says blessings to her that she will come out of it with no complications. Yeah, it looks uh, pretty good. I'm... I mean, she got tested because she had to take the flight, not because she had symptoms. So um, I think it would be a very big coincidence if she had just started that day. And now what after 10 days. Yeah. Hmm? Or the day before. I know. I think if you, if you on the day you, you call, catch it, you are, you can, you, it's not detectable yet. No, it takes you, three to five days, right? To, yeah, to, to be... Yeah. Detectable, so. But yeah, so I'm just thinking she probably like even the you know the detectable stuff was mm. probably not. This was probably not the first day that mm. we just that would be. I mean, it could be, but although it sounds like positive, like well, and she probably done that. Saying, but it's also negative because that she was spreading it before without knowledge. That was something that she was very afraid of. But her friends uh, that she saw. Um, I mean, she was always uh, mostly careful, you know, mm. uh, when she met people. And I mean, yeah, I guess they are in a pandemic, so. Yeah, it was she just one friend really where she went and didn't, you know, they were having dinner together and stuff. And mm. so, but they also seem fine. Um, I don't know if they've been tested yet. The government, you know, they then call on them and say, we're going to come by sometime to test, but they're not saying when. And I don't know if they actually mm. came yet, but. Uh, she told me that, that she had, that they requested the names from her. Mm. And it must be a weird feeling. <laughs> if you have a 
government. I mean, not even the German government. I mean, okay, I guess the German government isn't like the best historically speaking. But we're doing contact tracing, don't we? Yeah, but I mean, giving your name to the government. Oh, I feel okay. That gotcha. feels so. <laughs> I mean, your name. That's one thing. But the the people you meet. Yeah. Giving it to the government, that feels so uncomfortable. Like, <laughs> right. But I guess in this case, it's good. Um, and I suppose with the nude state Trojans, they can find out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, she's... So that's why I'm thinking she's probably had it, you know, for two weeks now. And if, you know, she's even gotten better... If the headache was even related or she was just not... She never drinks enough. Drink water. Hydrate. Um. <laughs> Maybe there's stress as well. Yeah. So I'm thinking it probably won't get worse from here. Like, I don't know if people have no symptoms at all and then suddenly months later they have no. complications. It's I'm usually from a heavy case, right? Not necessarily, no. But, I mean, they won't be, like, too heavy... Um, symptoms, but yeah, friends told me that they didn't have like much of any, but they did feel like down for weeks after. No, I mean, uh, so I was thinking of these long-term complications, yeah. like, that your lung capacity is just shot, or you yeah, can't yeah. walk upstairs anymore and stuff. No, I, I think that only happens when you actually had a case where you couldn't breathe and things, yeah. right? I assume, because the virus does like attack your lungs pretty heavily, um, yeah. And so says he keeps drinking the whole day. Nice. <laughs> I also saw that you have, uh, you know, you have in your stream that nice uh, reminder that people can send you a reminder to. <laughs> I always do if I can. I, I like to wait until you just drank some water and then remind you a couple of times. <laughs> <sighs> it's a positive kind of trolling. Huh? <laughs> um. So yeah, so hope, uh, but I managed to you know rebook everything relatively painlessly. Mm -hmm. I mean, it didn't work on the website, but when I called and talked to a very impatient operator, like I couldn't even like you know get out what I wanted to say. I was like interrupted with the question. So what? What do you want with that? And it's like I'm telling you, shut up and listen. But uh, in the end, uh, all worked out. wasn't too expensive either. So she's coming in three weeks. Nice. So in four weeks, the space should be filled. <sighs> and what's new with you? So much new. Well, let's not, let's not take it too far. So, um, as our lovely job center has continued harassing me, I mean, it's not that bad. It's, it's actually not bad at all, but I'm, I'm still stressed out by just like their letters of, oh, we still need this, oh, we still need that. And then I give them this and that, and then, I don't know. I guess it's half my fault this time. <laughs> So as, as someone who's self-employed, they want to have a special, um, what's that in English, formula, form, yeah. special form, um, with all, everything your self-employment, like what's, what you were getting in, what you're, you know, like putting out. Mm. 
and um, I didn't want to do that because it's kind of like it's our company. It's it's el its own um, like law person. Mm. So why should I like give them all these informations? But I well, they didn't they didn't give me a chance. So in the end, I had to. And you can fill this out for like the time before, like the, the time you got money. And mm -hmm. for the time you want to get money. And I thought like, because I already got some money, well, they probably want this, gave him that, never heard of him again, like looked into my online profile thingy, but there was nothing about like getting any money anytime soon. Mm. Um, I talked to my um, insurance for another reason. And they told me that the job center told them that I'm not getting any money anymore. <laughs> so I called job center and they were like yeah uh, we need this form of you and I was like okay I guess I did it wrong I mean whatever so I filled it out like in anticipation I mean got, luckily like I've got like <laughs> lots of uh, sheets with estimations and stuff so I just had to like <laughs> sum it up and send it to them and then you know I didn't hear anything of them anymore again and I was a little bit stressing out and I wrote them or yeah I wrote them what's up well do you have everything you need and the answer was oh yeah we've got everything since then and then um, you'll probably get your money anytime now <laughs> I was like okay great so you didn't need that form then or oh, but but now I got the the next letter that they uh, give me, they'll give me the money, um, like um, provision, like if they'll give me money now and then I have to, again, like the last time I also got like a letter, did you really want the money we got you? Question mark. If so, just write us a little letter that you did. Otherwise you have to pay it all back. <laughs> I was like, oh, weird, that's, okay. I, uh, turns out I did want the money. So. Thanks. <laughs> so I had another letter, so yeah. It's just, it's annoying. It's actually with the job center, it works very well to call. Like they, on the phone, I can like yeah. uh, smooth out a lot of things and it's very quick and. Uh... Yeah, just the one, one was really unfriendly. She mm. was like, um, well, you know, your company doesn't work. So I was like, well, well, you did like since like 2013, um, you're not making any money. And I was like, wait, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's, that's when we found rude. When we founded the company, we did make money. <laughs> like I'm just, I'm just we taking quite a bit of money actually. Yeah. What's you talking about? Um, and she didn't really um, say she's sorry for this rude comment and yeah kind of don't like her anymore mm. I think if you have someone rude you can just hang up and call again you get someone else <laughs> <laughs> but usually I always Possibly. talk to nice people mm. I don't think I've ever had someone who was even unpleasant or anything like they're always very sweet mm. to me I'm also very nice to them. So. Yeah, I'm also. Usually I'm very nice. This, <laughs> that time I got a little pissed. 
So then I, I mean, I was like courteous, but I, I told her mm. that she was talking out of her ass. <laughs> and I, that I actually created jobs for other people. So exactly. what she's talking about. Rude. Mm. Then on Thursday, I had my, I should have had my call uh, with like a job specialist about my application efforts. Uh, never got it, which is good because I slept through. And then I got an email and I realized, oh yes, right. I changed my cell phone contract and then they sent me a new SIM card but they send it to the old address. Although I changed the address in their backend thingy, uh -huh. not backend, but like their profile thingy sure. when I moved. Yeah. So they had the right address since years now. Still sent to the wrong one. I had to like complain. Then they send it now to the right one. And now I've got it again. But like I had for days, I didn't have any cell phone reception. So nobody could call me and I couldn't call anyone. I just forgot. I just <laughs> didn't think that she, <laughs> she can't call because, yeah, my number is not um, working anymore. But she was fine too. Like, we just rescheduled for next week. But, I mean... I mean, what I did is I wrote them an email saying, we I'm going to get my old job back. We're working on it right now. We're working on applications that will turn out in September and we're mm. working on more things. So if you can give me this time, I will have my old job back soon. And then they left me alone. Oh, okay. So you could, I mean, it's the same company, so you could say the same thing. <laughs> I'll try. I mean, I feel like uh, we are playing on different rules because as self-employed, I think they are, they are tougher than that. But the thing is, you know, you have a job oh, and you've had a job for a long time and you're going to get it back. And it makes no sense to force you to find something else when... It's basically, I mean, I mean it's I corona did, times. And I mean, I did tell them that I'm looking for another job, like half, half-time job. Is that anyone? Part-time, part-time, that's the word. Like, I'm looking for a part-time, <laughs> rude people everywhere, that's right, when so, uh, that I'm looking for a part-time job just uh, so I don't have to deal with the job center. And I thought, like, maybe I can find something that helps me, like, that, that gives mm. me kind of a balance. And uh, the, the rude one, she told me that I have to talk to her with the job application thingy. So I assume this, I can't get around, but yeah, whatever. We'll talk uh, next time, maybe I can do that. I will tell her right away that we've got like a contract um, coming. We've got like plans to get, to apply for funding and and you can always yeah. say, you know, we, we just had to do this because of a bad contract. Um, and But that we are still actively working on reestablishing this. It's going to mm -hmm. take like three, four months. But but that's, you know, that's a thing that they can let you do anyway. So just, you know, tell us and don't even offer to do something else. <laughs> Because they're gonna make you. <laughs> they say, then I'm gonna, you know, even, um, you know, when I, before we had the funding, you know, I think I was unemployed for nine months. Mm. And I told them this like three times. And after the second time, they were like, okay, 
we can wait another three months, but then you have to. Mm. And then I walked in. Uh, like, yeah, I'm gonna get my old job back in three months. And they were like, cool. And then I just left again. Mm. So I think as long as they feel like, yeah, there's something coming, then they also leave you alone. I mean, you still get those letters automated, mm. uh, Lee. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think they leave you alone as long as they know there is something. And usually those meetings are every three months, so by then and there might be news that we can tell them or maybe we already have something to mm -hmm. maybe that application that I worked on works out uh well the other one. Or the other one. Oh, I have to do that. I'm just scared to do it. I'm scared of it failing. It's oh, easier to not try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely try that. I think that that's a good Good idea. Maybe you need to write me something that I can approve upon so that I don't get so stressed out about that. What kind of, kind of thing we're talking about? What, what should I write you? Like Is it like a... For... Uh, that, that very loose application of just tell us about yourself. And all this freedom is freaking me out. I just sit there and think, that's all stupid. You can't do that. <laughs> Hey, I just need something. I'm like, you know, just write this and just write this. And then I'm like, now I can do that better. And then I'm like, yes. <laughs> I love that as well. I uh, like, uh, I'm following in uh, on several subreddits where like re uh, regularly like board game designers or game designers like will post something like the back of the box was today. And it's like, yeah, just give me feedback. And I love that. It's just going through this. Ah, that's not like exciting <laughs> enough. And you, I would write this. Then it's like two hours. I give them like all this <laughs> effort. <laughs> but when it comes to my game, it's like, oh, I don't know how to start. I don't know. It's, that's so hard. And it's, uh, it's look, not looking good enough. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know if it's good enough if I can't measure it against anything. Yeah. And then I freak out. Yeah, well, we can do something about that. Mm. Um, yeah, in any case, I, I still think I will not tell it to the job center anymore. Maybe I can have like a, a, a side gig, mm. or at least let's say I thought so. <laughs> let's, let's phrase it a little differently. <laughs> like something that gives me some social contact to, you know, humans. Oh, these guys running around in your window sometimes. Never heard of it. Not not the furry ones. That's dogs. The others. Mm. And um, yeah, somehow I mean, like my flatmate, he quit his job. Uh, that's that's how stupid I am. He quit his job in a Waldorf Schule because he said that it's too stressful. They are too chaotic, and they like threw him just in the water, and he didn't really know what to do and then they were like really condescending and it's fucked up and yeah he's not doing that anymore because he's it's making him unhappy and i was like oh great they have a free, <laughs> free i could work there i mean i already know all the bad things so i know what i'm getting into uh bring me another beer too <laughs> yes mm. So, so he actually studied uh, systemic therapy, which is, um, Ooh, interesting. this is, um, well, I don't think he studied, but he like did an 
what's the what's if, if you don't study it but you learn it like there's a difference I don't know, train probably like a classist distinction but um any it's case, like yeah. an like an apprenticeship or no an ausbildung yeah so you trained it you know, you learn uh, what i think that's an apprenticeship isn't it sounds oh, close enough in any case, uh, which is interesting, this is... Um, it's very interesting. That's actually very, very interesting. I guess I have to meet your flatmates after all. Well, he's not coming to my birthday, but you will. Right. No? Yeah. And he's more of a DJ, to be honest. <laughs> he's just like, he's just mixing the whole day. He's mixing like the really, really hard... Hardcore uh, drum and bass stuff like nice. from the I, I left my door uh, this morning was <laughs> from his room because he's mixing stuff. Anyway, uh, so he left. <laughs> he's like educated in that whole thingy. Um, systemic therapy for those who are um, who want to know is about like how a person, like looking at um, difficulties a person has not only focused on him and his mental health, but the people around him and how they, like how the system around him might, might um, influence that and how we can like change stuff in that. So yeah, he at least kind of knew what he was doing. And I thought like, I don't know anything and I know that, and I know it, they will just drop me on the deep end, and it's gonna be fine. I'm just gonna see because I'm very sensitive. I'm I'm gonna feel into the kid, and then we'll have a bond. I mean, I watch a lot of movies that work out like that, so pretty sure I know what I'm doing. And they paired me up with a kid with um, Down syndrome. I don't think it's called that anymore, but everybody does. I think it's trisometry, trisomy, trisomy syndrome. But I think it's still called Downs, isn't it? I'm just calling like that. I'm, I don't want to f- offend anyone, but everyone I talk to there and anywhere else just says that. Um, so I don't know, I'm, I'm stupid. So if it's wrong, please correct me. In any case, um, a lovely, lovely guy. Uh, like 12 years old, 13, maybe 14, uh, is in the class. And so I guess we have to start with the Waldorf Schule. So the Waldorf School is a very special kind of school. It's like an alternative school, or proposed to be an alternative school, kind of founded by this dude called Rudolf Steiner. Uh, he is kind of a philosopher, spiritual, esoteric guy, and he's got lots of wacky ideas and good ideas. I mean, I am partial to like all the esoteric stuff. I mean, part of it is uh, still the remnants of my conspiracy days, um, but on the other hand, I feel like like the whole spiritual thing because it focuses so much on emotions and like the rest of our society especially education wise but also like treatment in 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 hospitals they don't they they work with people as if they are machines 
just looking at the parts See, like, oh, that, that's kind of, that's not right. Maybe we'll have to replace this with something metallic and then it's going to work out. And like the, all the spiritual stuff is always like, look at the whole person, like not, not at, like elements of them. And then don't look at like one person, look at the whole society, look at the whole world. We are all one. That's a holistic that, approach. Yeah, exactly. And that really speaks to me. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in there. <clears throat> Unfortunately, for whatever reason, maybe it's the German attitude. Uh, he tended to start and create rules again and like partition so his idea is like a human is it's all one we are all one but a human is like four parts <laughs> it's the physical body it's the mind and it's the soul and it's not like the emotional soul I think it's the Christian idea of a soul also, it's the astral body, Ooh. which I don't know. That's not really helpful. <laughs> and then he also believes or believed he's dead now. It's a while now. Um, he believed that like at different stages of age, like different bodies like evolve. Like at, at six now, the... The soul evolves. Like, I don't know, children don't have souls. I haven't looked too deeply into it. Or that's, that's just my idea of what he meant. <laughs> Which is incidentally what my math teacher always told us. <laughs> really? Yeah, he said like that. Um, oh, not souls, but he said that anyone who's uh, not in the 10th, uh, 11th, 12th grade, the upper grade, which was, how old are you then? 17, 16? Yeah. Yeah, everybody uh, underneath 16, he always said, isn't a human. <laughs> Lovely guy. Um, I understand his point. <laughs> so, I don't know if you heard, like in Germany, we had this uh, Third Reich. There was a guy called Hitler, and he was... Like a huge asshole, to <laughs> put it lightly, especially to um, minorities and people of Jewish faith. Killed a bunch of them, like genocided all of them. That's where the Holocaust comes from. Mm. And in all that, there was still the Waldorf Schule. And while Rudolf Steiner, because he was like an old guy... He was he has he had this idea of that there are different stages of man. Mm -hmm. Like there are like and and it sounded kinda like he's saying like and, it, and I think he, he said it at some point that like the white the white people there are like at the highest. We are now in the awakening phase. Like the other races, they are like not as far yet, but but on the other hand, he thought that like everybody is like on the same level and the sa has the same worth. So he wasn't like he wasn't on board with the whole Hitler stuff, and he I think he opposed it. But maybe he was already dead at that point, or he fled or something. But the people who who were like fans of his Waldorf Schule design, some people said like we're not gonna cooperate, and there were was uh, one person, just one, <laughs> mind you, that was active in the resistance. 
and a lot of people were kind of um, please please lovely Nazis let us do this we we want to help the German race and it's so good for the German race and the Nazis were like no you're, you're a bunch of hippies you should all be destroyed but they were like oh no come on please we are really trying to to do something something cultural heritage mm-hmm. um so there's the world of Schuler gets a lot of critique for that which is is right completely but on the other hand it's not like it's not like the people that are now in the world of Schuler are like that although and i think there are sh- schools that are really on the right wing path mm. so but the thing is Waldorf Schule kind of is really a concept so each school has its own does its own thing mm. and what I've heard later on I hope I'm not getting we are not getting sued for this so that's all I, I don't know I'm not I'm not an expert on this so please don't think Just say allegedly a lot <laughs> allegedly so allegedly yeah, that's that's good. Allegedly, like um, Waldorf Schule have a higher incidence of um, teacher to pupil violence. Of course, they do. Allegedly, of course, they allegedly do. <laughs> um, yeah, I just read a lot about the about these ideas on Wikipedia. Mm. So I went in there expecting like to be on the, in a hippie school, basically. Like everybody can do everything, but that's not what I encountered. I think that's Montessori school. Ah, damn. <laughs> yeah, I tried it there. Uh, but um, so what I, what I encountered was just that they, like they start, they don't sit all in, in, in rows. They mm-hmm. made a, a circle. And then they had to stand up and pray, a little prayer, but like, like more of a, a poem than a prayer. But they had to say it all. And that was the first time, like the first thing my... The, so I was just watching. There was like someone attending uh, my kid. Can we call him something? So I don't need to... Let's just say Rudolf. Like Rudolf, yeah. so Rudolf, um, uh, he didn't want to stand up, and I completely agreed with him. I thought it was like ridiculous, and all the kids thought so too. But the teacher was really adamant about like everybody standing up, and it's good for you, and blah blah, blah and don't slouch, and then stand on both feet. And I was like, oh, that's not, that's not how I thought this would go. Um, so they did. Then they had to say like little poems. Um, Everybody has to like help and, and like do stuff there, which kind of worked and I thought it was kind of nice. Um, it's an epoch school. So there are like different age kids in there, but they all learn together and it's an integrative school. So that's why, why Rudolf is there. Mm-hmm. And uh, like some, some other kids like with learning disabilities. Um, then there was more or less like basic um, school. So they all had to sit on their desks and the teacher would go in front, uh, write on the chalkboard, like math riddle kind of thingy. And then they they were allowed to go into groups and like kind of figure out what's 
what the solutions to the riddles is. And I like that because, again, the, these are kids of different ages, but they all learn together and they talk to each other. And I thought like, that was really good. I was impressed by that. But like Rudolf wasn't ha having any of that. And it's, it's also like I, uh, I did learn a little bit more about Downs. Um, this is something that's really hard for people with Down syndrome because they are not really auditive. They have uh, like the conceptual thinking is uh, not their strong suit. They are really visual. They need a lot of visual help or like <coughs> visual cues it are makes it easier for them. Mm. And I, I guess I followed this the, the day through uh, and I was like pretty exhausted afterwards. I mean, I had to get up at six or five. No, I had to get up at six to be there on time, which also like really fucked me up. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I don't know. I didn't have like a great feeling about the whole thing, but I thought like I kind of want to help the guy. Um, maybe I can do some good. It's kind of social. It's something completely different than game development, so I don't like like exhaust the muscle I want to use afterwards. Mm. Um, then they told me it's like 15 hours and only uh, afternoon. So I thought, yeah, that works out well. But um, then it was like already it was 20 hours afternoon. It was like, oh, okay, well, 20 hours is kind of more than 15 significantly. Um, but yeah, I talked to them, like, let me let me do another round of just feeling it out. And that was um, Monday? Yeah. It was Monday, yeah. yeah. I already told you a bit. Yeah, okay. So it's not new for you, but... <laughs> you, oh, I forgot already. <laughs> you dear listeners. Uh, let me just take a sip. Mm. Yes, the guy died in 25, so pre-Nazi. Yeah, was, very pre-Nazi. Yeah, there was some other guy uh, who took it over from him, mm. and he fled Germany. Huh. Yeah, uh, but yeah. Anyway, yes. so on Monday, okay, get there again. Like I have to wake up six uh, in the morning, kind of completely destroyed. Like <laughs> sit in a, in a circle. Rudolf's not having any of it. Uh, basically, the same spiel, but. Um, he was way less interested in, in um, cooperating. And at that point, I already knew a lot more about Downs. I knew that they get exhausted really fast, that they have already sleeping problems. They have low muscle tone, so they, they need to be like, they have troubles like coordinating. Um, they have shorter fingers, which he didn't have, I think. Um, and yeah, all the, the visual stuff and, and all that. And yeah, you know, the more I, I watched the whole thing, like they painted, but um, I don't know, they had to be like silent with painting. Then it was like a religion. They had to like all put everything away, like clean desk and then just listen to the story. And that's like, you know, for Rudolf, that, that's not making any sense. He, he doesn't get, he doesn't understand that he can't follow these long sentences and keep all of it in his mind. He needs like visual stimuli. In any case, um, like the, the later the day became, the more exhausted and unwilling he became. 
at one point we were allowed or we went outside like the the person who's like working with him can more or less decide what they do mm -hmm. and uh she decided we're gonna go outside now he can dig a hole because he loves digging holes um Then she went away, let me <laughs> let me alone with him, and he was supposed to go back in class when the class starts. So class starts. Um, yeah, she doesn't. Uh, I mean, he doesn't want to go. You know, he's like sure. digging with his stick. So I'm thinking, okay, well, well, my job is to get him in there, right? So I I wrestle the stick out of his hand. He's not having any of it. He's not having fun. He's screaming around. So I throw a stick away, trying to get him up. Like he's screaming, oh, oh it hurts, it hurts. And I'm like, that's not, that's not what I want to do. It's not helping him. And I, don't know, I just let him be. He just runs around searching for the stick. And then we just sit outside until the person who's worked with him comes back. I don't know how to call it in English, the glider. Um, anyway. Like um, a caretaker. Yeah, caretaker is a good, good word. Um, yeah, she basically she rests with him more or less as well. Like makes him like offers like hey, if we do this, then you can do that, and and so on. And then like eventually she gets him inside to sit down there, um, take part of at least part of the of the class. I don't know. It was just it was just so weird, and then you know the the caretaker switched like to uh, afternoon caretaker, which I was supposed to be the replacement for. Mm -hmm. uh, at that point, he was just so exhausted and unwilling to do anything. He just lied on the floor. Uh, she somehow dragged him inside of the classroom where he just started spitting at the floor, and I just thought it's. That's not that's not what I'm looking for. It's not gonna it's not a good like thing to do as a side gig. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. this this is a full time job. I mean I would have to learn all that and I would like exhaust my emotional batteries to the point where I'm not I'm not sure if I can do any creative work afterwards. It's just yeah. it's just not working and it's it feels cruel feels like like you're mistreating the kids there like the kids are mistreated and you're like helping them getting mistreated that's the thing i don't want to do that so i just quit on the spot i didn't like end the day i just went to the class teacher i said like it's not nothing for me i'm sorry i don't think it's just gonna work out i'm just quitting it here now nice experiment like thanks for letting me uh be here and have have like experienced this i guess Then I wrote uh, the person who kind of hired or wanted to hire me like this is sorry, it's nothing for me. I don't think it's for me more or less. I, I wrote, um, yeah, it was really exhausting. Um, but yeah, thanks again. And she wrote back, I don't think that's for you as well. <laughs> but I wish you all the best. And I was like, why would you write that? <laughs> I, always, I almost uh, was... Uh, You know, willing to go back there yeah. once again just to that prove was the plan, that. reverse psychology. Yeah, but then yeah, I, I don't think I want to do it. Yeah, I also don't think you can do it. What I can do this? Yes. I'm gonna work it ten years. <laughs> <laughs> <Shall> I get it. <laughs>
Yeah, I guess that they are like I, I, I guess that they are exhausted and they need help and they were looking forward to me helping. But uh, this time I took like my own health, mental health, and my own well-being above like what they wanted me to. And I'm and I don't think I could have done a good job. I don't, I think you need a professional to deal with a kid like that. I don't. You know. Yeah, I also think that in order what a good job is is abusing the kid. And so because I could not imagine doing this either because I would be 100% on the side of the kid. Mm. Why would you stand up to say a prayer poem? Why would you not play with your stick outside? Like, I'm not going to stop you from doing these things if that's what you want to do, just to go inside and, like, be quiet while you draw some bullshit. You know, I could, I could not, you know... You're forcing this kid to do some bullshit just because, just because. There's not even a reason. It's not that the kid learns anything from that. It's not like it helps him anyway or like it fucks up his life if he doesn't get to do what he wants to do. So it's like literally they want someone to abuse the child. And I think it's good to say, yeah, that's not for me. No, absolutely. But I think, I think if you are good, if you're like experienced, I think you could give the kid what he needs but it would be something different than than like the the lessons they have there. You would just like pull them out of school. Maybe you're on the school property, but you do your own thing. You you know what he has to learn, and you give it to him on his terms. But this is yeah. way too much work for someone like me who has <laughs> no idea and who would have like to take lessons to learn all that stuff. And it's kind of if, I think it's reckless that they that they just put me on the the kid because they knew I had no experience yeah and I mean that was like the toughest kid in that class did you ever meet the parents or no but they there's I I just heard the um, the two caretakers like exchange a couple of words mm. and it did not sound like he's got a happy family back home either but he's living at least he's <sighs> living on a, on a farm like they have like uh, it's not a farm. They're living somewhere in Leipzig, but they have like animals, chicken, mm-hmm. eleven chickens, um, oh. and so on. So I guess maybe at least he's got to be in nature. I guess, hmm. but yeah, it's all like it's too much. It's it's just too much for me. I mean, I'm way too sensitive. Like even even if I was not the caretaker of that particular kid. If I just had to attend mm. the school, I think that would exhaust me because I would like just feel with the kids, like the suffering of the kids I would feel. Yeah. I mean, in the religion, <laughs> like the guy who was, who was probably not, not uh, much older than I was, who was the religion teacher, he was such a weirdo. <laughs> he was standing there and he's like, I'm, right, I'm, I'm telling you a story now. Everyone, and the kids were like, that's mm, okay. Um, he was like, you have to put your things away from a kid who was obviously also like um, had some special needs. Mm-hmm. He was really adamant he didn't do anything before she like finished the stuff and put it away. And she had like she had already like a compulsion disorder, obviously. Mm-hmm. So she had to do this. So she gets like punished. The whole class gets punished for that. That's not that's not helping her. That's that's doing harm. I I know because I just I just watched like three hours of YouTube videos about how you handle challenging behavior like that, and that's not the way to do it. 
Anyway. Mm. I mean, maybe it, maybe it is. I'm not a I'm not an expert, but it, it, did no, it fe- definitely is not. It did feel weird. That's forcing people who don't fit a mold into a mold yeah. that they just don't fit for in. For sure, for sure. But then, like, he started reading the story, and the kids were like, and then just one one of the kids just started laughing. So, Nice. All laughed, and he was just like powering through, just like reading. (laughs) And I felt, I really felt bad for him as well because the the whole class was just making fun of him for his stupid story. And I think it was a racist book as well, but I don't know. Ah, (laughs) So weird. And then, like after the fact, I, I I heard like from from another friend like. Oh yeah, I, I know someone who, who works at a Waldorf Schule, but not this one. She said she would never work for this one because they are way too chaotic. And I was like, great, great. I mean, it's not like I could have known, given that my flatmate quit because it was too chaotic. <laughs> no, I didn't believe him. I thought like I would be like better. I, I can't do that because I know what I'm getting into. Oh, I'm such a idiot sometimes. <laughs> But I guess I learned my lesson. Hmm. Well, let's see. Yeah, some experience <laughs> if I it had. Sticks next <laughs> <Yeah>. time. Ah, <laughs> uh, hmm. uh, no, but that sounds like something I, I would be fighting with the teachers all day. <laughs> Maybe I should apply. <laughs> Advocate for the kids. I can disturb the yeah. the process. Yeah, I would. I would have loved that. I mean, for example, in the math. In math, they had like, um, what's that, Bruchrechnung? Uh, oh, divisions. Divisions, yeah. So you had like... No, fractions. Fractions, right. Divisions. So it's three divided by nine or whatever. And it's a third. And they had... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids were like doing stuff and then, and then someone, like they had to do like some kind of... I don't know what they exactly had to do, but one of the kids, he had like a fraction in a fraction. Mm-hmm. And she said, no, you can't do that. You don't do that in math. Nobody do, does that in math. And I was like, fuck. Oh. I'm pretty sure we did that in uni. <laughs> I, don't, I think you can do that. You absolutely can do that. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but no, she scolded him for that. You can't do that. You have to do like this and that. And then I was like... No, there's even like some fun systems that you then can sort of fold over the top number to the bottom and multiply it. Yeah. So like like there's a whole system behind having a fraction within a fraction. <laughs> yeah, it would have been just exhausting sitting there like and trying not to say anything and disturb the the thing. Because I'm also like very like rules abiding. Like I, I just like yeah, between the rock and the hard space, mm. as you like to say. Because <laughs> either I break the rules which I don't like, or I attend to the rules, and those are bullshit rules that I don't want to be, um, yeah, attending to. What's the word? Anyway. Uh, I know what you mean. Comply with? Comply with, yeah, exactly. And as he also says, you do this all the time with the fractions, with infractions. Maybe I should go back to the school and tell her <laughs> this to this. No, I'm not going to go back. I mean, 
Never write to them if they need someone to disrupt operations, annoy them all day long. <laughs> Maybe I just could like give give them um, like speeches about games, like just uh, tell the parents about the real dangers of games, which are of course microtransactions, not violence. Um, Maybe they'd be interested. I mean, I did hear the the kids talk about uh, Batman. They were really <laughs> Batman fans. They watched uh, one of the kids watched uh, uh, Tim Burton Batman. Ooh. And he was like, "Oh, it was so weird! It was like a skeleton, <laughs> and then he falls in a wet of acid." And, uh, <laughs> and then the other kid was like, "Yeah, yeah, my father is also a huge fan, but he let me watch it at eight. I was so traumatized." <laughs> and I was like, "I get it. <laughs> I get it completely." You guys are great. And then the other one was like, yeah, I really want to watch that Joker movie because I love the Joker. And the other one was, I don't think that's the re that's the Joker you really like. <laughs> I was like, hmm, I don't have to say anything. They already got it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are just little people. Yeah, they're, that's they're really the... stupid. Oh, that, that I learned, like. These are smart kids, and I, That's when, another form of oppression. When no, when they had fun, like in math, they, a couple of the kids really had fun, and they yeah. did it, and it was great. And I thought like the Waldorf Schule would like let the people, let the kids do what they are good at, like and just this is your skill, just expand on that skill. Then mm -hmm. I mean, and if if you have got trouble, well, let's let's find a way for you to get the basics, and then just move on, do something, whatever you you feel you're good at you want to master but yeah, no nope. really not that complicated nope you gotta learn some weird christian poems <laughs> because society i guess it is really weird hmm. this yeah not meeting people where they're at but just saying you have, have, to to have a nice weekend as well oh Sorry. yes enjoy thanks for joining us and yeah hmm it's well. so weird that we we press our kids in this mold you know and it's... like really disfiguring them and then later in life we're like why can't you find you right <laughs> well i have no, I have no idea why Honestly, it's also a thing where i feel like i'm not even fully understanding like how fucked up that all is because it feels normal, like kids don't know what they're doing, they need to be taught certain things, they need to be controlled in a way. But it's really just a different kind of oppression. You're just saying this group of people, this time you're saying because of their age, they yeah. don't deserve to be treated in the way they want to be treated. Well, they don't know what they want. Nah. We know what's good for them, so <laughs> we make them do it if they want or not. And they will be punished if they don't act in the way that we want them and all that stuff. It's yeah. There was so much like... We're gonna stand silently until this person does what is like this group pressure thing. And how is that different from a concentration camp, really? Well, in some ways. Stop! Stop! But... Stop! Stop! No! 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 So I've I've thought about this a bit because I heard it a couple of times now, and I think we have to retire retire this compassion because this is um, talk that this is a dark whistle that the right currently uses. A lot to mm -hmm. to disregard what happened uh, under Hitler. So the whole Holocaust. This is like the Holocaust. This is like a concentration. 
I think we have to retype because the right has taken these words and using them like everywhere. And I, I know like the people of Jewish faith are really getting upset by that. And I feel like, especially as Germans, we probably should just say, I mean, there's probably better, another word we could use, right? There is, but I'm not saying like it's the exact same. I'm more talking about the mechanisms. And obviously they're like, there it's like a 0.1 and the other is cranked up to 200. Mm -hmm. um, but the mechanisms of control and of um, oppression, I do feel like there's a valuable thing to look at, like how we treat people and how what all these things have mm. in common. And uh, for sure, yeah, for okay, sure. no, I shouldn't have said that. That's very true. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a level of oppression that is inflicted on children because they're younger. Um, and I mean, it is also relatively recent, historically speaking, that we hmm. like abolished uh, child labor and all that stuff, where basically, you know, there is a type of <laughs> a type of slavery happening because of a certain you know, power you yeah. exact over people. We abolished child labor to introduce schools. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, surely schools just, are better. Just but don't think about it. That's uh, just a weird. I mean, it is. I mean, they have to get up at, at two early hours. There are like a dozen, like hundreds of studies that tell you that it's it's not good for the kid, but well, it's good for the parent because they have to go to work. They can't give their child to the school at a later date. Mm -hmm. That's why we can't change this. Mm. <sighs> Yeah, and then schools. they have to stand there silently, have to put their things away, even though they need that to concentrate and all yeah. types of, it's just that can, I don't know, what, what, what is that called? What is that mechanism behind that? But there is a mechanism that all these things kind of share, this disregard for human life and needs just to fit a certain, Mold. well, to fit the needs of the people in power. Because the only reason why, you know, that these are even special needs children is because they have a need that we don't want to fulfill. You don't want to wait until he's done digging his hole. You want yes. him to come to the classroom to do what you want now. And so fuck the child, fuck what he wants. It's inconvenient for me, but I have power over you. So I'm forcing you to do what I want. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think, I don't think they are called, it's called special needs because they, they really need something different it's because you need to do more to force them to be <laughs> right, right. Like you're not trying to meet them at any place yeah. you're just trying to force them to do and you yeah. maybe make a compromise in your force but you're not actually meeting yeah. them where they're at it's not it's not he needs to go out and dig holes it's we need a second person to make sure he stays <laughs> there and he like forces his eyes open or whatever mm. I mean, it's so crazy because these these kids were really inspiring. They were funny. They they were just motivated, and then the class started, <laughs> and it just drained <laughs> out of them. They couldn't move anymore. They couldn't sit like they wanted to, and it's not. I don't. I don't see why. What's the reason behind it? Except like molding them so. So they fit into the society of people who got molded before. It's not like healthy. It's not like good no, for it. It's not like men they get mental health by 
being like shamed by the teacher for like fiddling around because that's just like because you just can't control your inner energy because you don't you need something else but you're not allowed to do it no they're not being raised to be healthy they're being raised to be a cog in the machine that benefits the very few (sighs) it's all very upsetting oh well should we change the topic Hmm. (laughs) are we at the fun part yet (laughs) yes let's dedicate 40 minutes to fun (laughs) Do you have a good segue or can we jump straight to entertainment? Let's jump. <laughs> you have little in-between topics of sort of slowly getting there. Uh, well, I, I can't no. complain. I have something to complain about and something to rave about. So All right. Let's, I'm starting with the complaining since I'm already at that place. And that's, <laughs> I watched almost all, I'm, I think I'm three episodes short, of Kim's Convenience. Mm-hmm. Um which just was added to Netflix here. Um, And I had heard good things about it. You know, I always hear that uh, mentioned in the same breath as Schitt's Creek and Ted Lasso. It is 100% not Schitt's Creek or Ted Lasso. It's actually infuriating in a way. And in a very complicated way. Is it is it infuriating because it's not that, or is it like would it be infuriating even if the comparison were never made? The latter. Will that be the con? Okay, the latter. But I'm also questioning just people who think this is a positive show, because it's it's kind of gross, mm-hmm. and that is what's infuriating because this could be great. Um, so the basic thing is it's um, it's a Korean immigrant family um, and their children and um, you know they have a convenience store that's why it's called Kim's Convenience and uh, so it's about the mom and dad and the two younger children uh, well they're not very young uh, I think the the girls 20, 19, 20, and uh, the older brother mid, mid-20s. And um, so the basic idea is she still lives at home, and her brother and the father aren't speaking. He was kicked out when he was 13 or 14 because he was stealing, and he got into a lot of trouble, and he was in juvie, and uh, so they don't have a relationship anymore. So the mom always tries, but the dad doesn't want to and stuff. And then it's just... I would say the first two seasons are watchable. I enjoyed them. Like when I first watched it, I was like, okay, yeah, this is nice. And then it just kind of... I don't know if it deteriorates or if I just started seeing the the mechanisms of the show. Because it's very... It's very formulaic in a very annoying way after a while. So they basically have no real character development they only have like the hijinks of the week and it always resets Mm. back to Mm. the start and sure there's some lip service to change so at the end of the season like a minor thing changes but then basically the show doesn't change the daughter moves out at some point but nothing changes i mean that's like i mean 
TV series have made this for ages that this changed it after a season something changes. That's not <laughs> and it's just you you really start to see the yeah just the patterns the the formula that it follows because it's always the dad is stubborn and he wants to get you know uh one up on something like he has some scheme to save money or whatever that always backfires the daughter always gets into an uncomfortable situation where she's uncomfortable with being honest and thus lies but then these lies they kind of unravel in a way the mum is always annoying and very Christian and the brother just he works at the car rental and there's a weird will they won't they that is also very boring and not at all convincing when it actually happens um, with this boss spoiler um, <laughs> it's really boring uh, <laughs> spoiler it's boring <laughs> Then, okay, no, it's not boring. It's... Ooh, look at that. We've got a choppy signal of South Africa. Hello. Um, well, so, wait, let me start with the positive before I complain about everything I hate about it. Um, and the positive is obviously having Asian representation. It's a show that has an all-Asian main cast. Um, I mean, if you count the boss as main cast and she's the only non-Asian person mm. um, and the I think the the you know the immigrant experience of being second generation um, and stuff like that I, I do think that that really is important wait this is America or England uh, Canada oh so it's uh, Asian uh, Canadian Korean Canadian um, but yeah, I can I can see you know how this and I I hear that that you know that it has a huge effect you know just for people to see themselves represented because we don't really have Asian shows uh, in in the Western world. I can't really think of any that like has a that has its focus. Like yeah, sure, not, you have... not a sit sitcom. Yeah, you've got like maybe anime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have <laughs> comic shows like I mean, arguably Avatar and stuff. Uh, but it's not really it's not really a representation of you know people's no, lives no, and stuff no, no, and, not the current times no 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 and uh, <laughs> it is a good shirt thanks mm. my father bought it <laughs> <laughs> I don't get to buy my own shirts because my parents keep buying me shirts it's not completely true but at points thank you I like it too. Most of my clothes are by, bought by my mother. If I buy clothes, they look like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, I wish I could buy more clothes, but I hate shopping for clothes. Mm. And then, like, my parents get like antsy because the kid doesn't have any clothes. Yeah. And then I get new clothes, and then I'm like, okay, but I can't like throw them away. And they're not the worst, so I guess I'm gonna wear them until they fall to pieces. Mm. And then, of course, yeah. Glue them first. Before they before they fall to pieces, I have the next one because you can't walk around like that. <laughs> Remind me of Sheldon's. Um, well, that's not a compliment then. <laughs> Check this out now. Right. So in that regard, I think it's great that it exists. Mm -hmm. um, it's also nice because um, it's based on the play. 
So that was Kim's convenience was a play that was then, mm-hmm. you know, um, well, they got optioned to become a series where also the guy who wrote the play um, was uh, part of the production. But, oh wait, now I'll get to that. So that's all the good stuff. The representation, what it means to people, that's all good. But then you have the realities of how these things happen, which is... So the thing was, right? So I'm watching this and I'm kind of enjoying it. It's super cringe in a way because it always gets into such uncomfortable, you know, moments where you're... It's not the worst, but somehow I always like, I'm like, ah, no. (laughs) And uh, for two seasons, that was okay. And that's then where I started to get tired of it. Mm. But also, I think, because I'm now realizing the characters got so much meaner. Mm. Like, because they never change, but they have to ramp up the tension, all they do is they make them worse. Mm. So the father gets even more stubborn. The mother is basically an asshole, even though she wasn't in the first season mm. or two. Um, because they're, they're afraid to... That if, they, if this is not there, they don't have anything. They're just Basically. living off this weak conflict. They and they could, there. because the, the actors are great. I love the actors. I'm glad that I got to know the characters. Hmm. I just... The things that happen are so... Because you always... Is it? It's the exact same formula every time. And so you always know. And that's why I have never skipped so much in the series that I watched the first time. Hmm. Because at some point I'm just realizing I'm cringing for nothing. I know this will just reset at the end. Nothing here matters. So I'm not going to suffer. I'm going to skip through these uncomfortable conversations. Mm. Just get the gist and move on. And Until later. Yes. Uh, yeah. We will be we will be watched while she's sleeping. As <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, we like to. <laughs> exactly. Yes. We have probably lulled her to sleep many a night. That can affect her unconsciousness. Mm. Mm. What to do? What to do? I have no idea right now. Believe in yourself. You're awesome. Yes. Um, okay. So that already pisses me off. But then, you know, I look up the actor. Where do I know, um, you know, the older brother from? And all I'm finding is... Him, after it ended now, speaking out about how shit the production of the show was. That the Ooh. writer's room, except for the Asian guy who like came up with the play, the writer's room is all white, all men. With And he was saying, like, we, we were an Asian cast. People among us are screenwriters. We have stories that they can use, but there was no pipeline for them to basically contribute in any way and they even at some point um i always upload (laughs) eventually (laughs) um and yeah that they even like it was only in the fifth season because of corona where they got all the scripts beforehand Mm -hmm. that they realized that there were like deeply racist storylines that the actors then had to bend together to get them to change um and shit like that so basically it's a an asian experience looking show written by white people and that's exactly how it feels because there's no depth to what you're looking at i 
I get that there's, and I'm sure, you know, um, expats uh, or immigrants, immigrant families would watch this and like recognize certain things and relate to that and feel good about being seen. But there's no depth to the exploration of it. Mm. Um, you don't get to really get to know these characters. There's even like an episode with a therapy session where they manage to not say anything of significance or that it changes anything. How do you how do you take a thing that's literally sit down and tell me about your character and do nothing with it? Like literally nothing. So that by next episode it can just start all over again. It's so frustrating. And yeah, the, the surrounding stuff sounds horrible. And of course only the white boss got offered a spin-off series. None of the others. So basically the only non-Asian character gets a spin-off. I mean, I don't doubt that it will actually materialize, but weird. that's the only offer on the table. So it's a really, really white production. And and yeah, I can see that. Yes, yeah. Mm. It's just blah, bullshit, mm. terrible. Terrible, I hate it. And that's mm. why I'm conflicted, because I love that it exists. I'm glad that people you know, feel seen and all that stuff, but I'm so mad that they didn't get better. It's really, hmm. it's fucked up. And so, no thanks. Yes, please, but also no thanks. Yeah. It's interesting <laughs> that we, we, we are getting a lot more Asian representation at the moment. Like, mm-hmm. it's really ramping up. We, we had uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. We've now got the Witch Dragon on Netflix, mm-hmm. which is um, apparently the Chinese version of Aladdin. Mm-hmm. But it's like more rooted in the Chinese. Um, but is it is it a Chinese film? Yeah, animated, yeah. And it, it's it's talking about like living in in China right now. Mm. So it's in the uh, what's it called? Gegenwart. <laughs> present. <laughs> it's a present, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's in the present. I only know fantasy and medieval. <laughs> And the future, present, that's, that's something I hardly interact with. <laughs> yeah. And I just saw the trade-off for a Marvel's something rings, five rings, something with rings. That might be where where the older brother is acting in. Ooh, that looks fantastic. Mm. I mean, it's all Asian cast I've seen, or like mostly. And there's a lot of the, the, the real cool, uh, I think mostly chains, but I'm not sure. Uh, like martial arts actors mm-hmm. like uh, Hidden Dragon and stuff like that. Mm. And the trailer looks really good. I'm looking forward to that one. I mean, Marvel is pretty, has a pretty good track record, although it's not always a hit, of course. Um, but this one, I mean, I'm always like easy to impress by trailers, but I was <laughs> really impressed by this trailer. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, I love that stuff because I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a huge um, Japanophile, which I don't think is a good thing anymore, but I love Japan. I love the. Isn't that called a xenophile? Isn't that like people who are. Side waves? <laughs> Let me check. Xenophile. A person who admires uh, 
or has a strong liking for China, the Chinese, or their culture. Okay, so yeah, well, not Japanese. Yeah, I'm not more Japanese. I love the Chinese too and uh, Indian culture. I love the, the philosophy uh, a lot and, of course, the martial arts and the landscapes. So, looking forward to see more of the are culture. Blue. Weeaboo, yeah. I am a bit of a weeaboo too. Suggested. <laughs> oh yeah, Japanophiles apparently. I guess I was one, so. I evolved! I'm now... Wapanese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What else do you have on your mental list? My mental list, and I watched a couple of things. I'm gonna pick The Little Shop of Horrors. Mm -hmm. mm. That one was nice, but not Good. <laughs> without its problems. Ah. So, The Little Shop of Horrors, I guess, is comparable to uh, the Rocky Horror? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, it's a musical, it's a horror musical, it's got some comedy in it too, so it's comedy horror musical. Mm. Um, and it's with, you know, the, the main character guy? Rick Moranis? Yes, it's with Rick Moranis. And I haven't even seen it. I think, I think this is the origin of the nice guy trope. Ah, I gotcha. don't. I don't. So I don't think this movie um, says that it's a good thing. Quite the opposite. However, as it is with movies like that, it's not really doing a lot to make it clear that this is not a good thing. Mm. Uh, so it evolves around Rick Moranis. Uh, I forgot his name in the movie. He is an orphan. He was an orphan in um, Skid Row. And that's already the first problem. Um, so we've got like this horror musical playing in Skid Row. And the main cast is white. Uh, all in all, I mean, I, I think I, I wouldn't have seen this back in the day, but now I can I, I, I'm like I can see <laughs> that he, in Skid Row are mostly white people. I mean, it's like it's almost fifty fifty, but it's more white people. I don't think that's that's historically correct, is it? I thought Skid Row was like a black neighborhood with obviously some like. I think Skid Row like just Spanish. means the poor side of town, doesn't it? I think Skid Row is a row. This is a is a specific place. <clears throat> uh -huh, there is a neighborhood in downtown Los Angeles. Give us uh, give us a description. Uh, yeah. Let me see. Um, Skid Row ethnic background. Known widely as the homeless capital of the United States, Skid Row has become home to a predominantly African-American population. So, yes. There are black people in there, but not a lot, not most. Um, I mean, 
it's maybe a child of its time. It's 1970-something. But, well, it doesn't mean you can't critique it for that. Um, so I do. Mm-hmm. Definitely. No, very true. Kinda, I found it a bit distracting. Like, with my knowledge now, I was distracted by this movie, like, making sure that <laughs> three of five homeless people are white. I don't know. I'm sure you would have found like like actors even back at that time. That's a very common thing. Like even um, yeah, Notting Hill is apparently a black neighborhood, but in the mm. movie they're all white. Like there's not a single black person it, in the movie. I guess. Oh god, that's even worse. <laughs> I guess it's it's like get it, finding actors and like it's hard to find actors if you're like actively like preventing black, black people <laughs> from becoming actors. Um, but there are, of course, there are like they have like three lead singers, uh, three black women who are awesome, and uh, the plant, uh-huh. which is um, an important part, is also spoken by a black person from um, from a band I forgot. But then I was wondering, like, if we've got a film playing a skid row with not a lot of black people in there, mm-hmm. is it okay to make the the monster plant? Like voiced by a black person, is this othering to a bad degree, maybe, or should I be happy that like a black person got like a central role, but as a plant, isn't that weird? It's weird. I found it weird. I was a bit weirded out, but he does a great job. So, I know, be aware. I don't know. Keep it in mind. I certainly did. But yeah, the story revolves around. Um, I forgot his name again. Seymour. Seymour. Seymour Crowley, who um, finds a weird plant, and I, I was. <laughs> they were kind of. Um, uh, what's that? Turning a trope on its head, like he goes to the Chinese market to find like exotic plants. But the Chinese market doesn't have like any exotic plants he doesn't know. So he walks away. Then they have like a, um, a sun darkness, sun nonfinsiness. Uh, I watched it in English. Why can't I remember these words? What is it called? It's an eclipse. Eclipse? Yeah. Uh, and suddenly there's a new plant. And the Chinese guy uh, sells them to him. And it's nice, and and they have like a failed like he he lives and works in a failed flower shop, of um, was it like an Italian guy or something? And they also have like a, a really pretty um, other working woman working there. She's got this tiny voice, and mm-hmm. she's uh, really I think she's she's got a name too. I just don't know. Uh, he he's in love like Seymour is in love with her and she's kind of in love with him too but she's got like this this rowdy bad boy boyfriend and I love this part this is the <laughs> best part of the whole movie so her boyfriend is played by oh man you got a Martin oh uh, yeah yeah I saw him just now Matt Sheen um, something Martin yeah Steve Martin Steve Martin 
and he's not he's he's like all like he's that this leather jacket it's kind of it's not a big spoiler it's kind of a spoiler that he plays a role and and what he does he's like this really cool bad guy and he like he drives his motorcycle and he always like jumps off the motorcycle and just rolls and then just stands there and he's like <laughs> he's really cool and he's really abusive to her like wow. all the time like really over the top like she she always has to say like sorry doctor and it's the only thing she can basically say to him and she, he's always angry also he's a dentist <laughs> it's like the worst dentist you can imagine <laughs> just like horribly being horribly to all the people there like having fun in um, being like um, making people suffer that that's what he likes and he has a whole song song about this <laughs> okay we're gonna make some light here ah that that that's that was so much fun but yeah rick uh seymour um, basically finds the plant um so the the girl she he loves is called audrey and he calls the plant audrey too and uh, the plant gets kind of like a, a sensation people come around just to watch the plant um but something he doesn't know how to take care of the plant because it, it's kind of suffering and then he finds out that the, the plant wants blood fresh blood to grow and then that's the whole story but yeah basically he, he's he's the the nice guy and he says that a couple of times that he's a nice guy and she doesn't like nice guys she like she only likes bad guys and in the end they come they come together but um spoiler then the plant eats her <laughs> so it's not a happy end and it's it's pretty clear like i think i think the plant is also like kind of a metaphor for for his like sexuality like pretty early on he has the plant with him and the and some girl like bends over and the plant is like towards the ass so I'm, and there, there's something on there i think it's like kind of critiquing that he's like this guy and he's not really standing up to himself but he has this lust in him i'm not sure it's, it's really not clear and maybe it doesn't matter at all but it was a fun watch uh, definitely a child of its time and maybe maybe not the origin of the nice guy trope good songs by the way really good songs amazingly so i was surprised how, how good the songs were especially the uh, steve martin mm. he was great <laughs> he was so great he was having so much fun as well like this like he was you could see he was having fun like just being mean and cool at the same time <laughs> in a dentist and just abusing his uh, his patients and then abusing his girlfriend it's a good watch I think the first nice guy that I've seen is in the 1960 The Apartment, oh. Billy Wilder, which is not as explicit about it, mm. but you recognize it because like he's the schlubby guy who's in love with the girl who's in love with the asshole who has money, and he always you know tries to yeah endear himself to her and gets mad and when she, yeah well sort of that's the thing Seymour isn't really bad like he's mm. he 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 loves her but he respects her and he sees what the the bad guy is doing and he wants this to stop 
but he also doesn't have like the confidence to do anything mm. and it's only like pushed on and act on by the plant to actually engage mm. so i thought like maybe this is like kind of the the uh oh god why is it with words like i'm it's, it's a sleep <laughs> deprivation i'm honestly if i don't sleep oh, well my brain gets all mushy and i under, uh, forget every second word mm. The movie with the guy and the other guy that everybody misunderstands. Go. Uh, give me a little bit more because Come that's on. like every other movie. <laughs> the main one we both misunderstood. We just talked about recently. A movie we re How old is it? Uh, Fincher. Fincher. Oh, oh, Fight Club. Fight Club, yes. Yes. Yeah. I thought like maybe it's like Fight Club that that's it's kind of kind of not really telling you this is good but then again the movie isn't telling you that it's really bad either and you kind of nah, think about okay it. i'm gonna watch it to have an opinion on it but it is from a time where which one the little shop of horrors oh let's watch it with your sister then right sure because that, that's like musical and chillax and stuff mm. right and i think so maybe you'll have more fun if we we are both having fun yes besides you Hmm. No, but it's from a time where I think that particular thing was very, very prevalent. Mm, um, mm. You know, you have all these romantic comedies like Sixteen Candles, which is super rapey oh, sure, in a way, sure. and Animal I House. Seen that, but I, I believe you. And they're they're kind of gross. Yeah, it wasn't gross. I, you know, I could. I, I was expect like when it began I was expecting the worst because I thought like, oh I know where this is going <laughs> but then it was way tamer and more friendly than I imagined it to be but Have you still ever... but still uh, I think and I just want to make clear I know that the filmmakers do have kind of a um <laughs> God what's, what's up today a responsibility to make sure that your movie cannot be like misunderstood. And I mean, it is a remake. Way. The Little Shop of Horrors is from the fifties, I think. It's a musical originally. Yeah. yeah. No, but there was also a movie from oh, the fifties. Yeah. Oh wow! And the the singer from the plant is Levi Stubbs, who was part of the R and B group The Four Tops. Yes, The Four Tops, of course. I don't have never heard of The Four oh, Tops. Yeah, they're usually famous. But before our time. Hmm. I'm also not a huge R&B listener. Yeah, I mean, even this is where yeah, the, the more Jesse Soli time, I think. Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah. But have you ever seen um, Dr. Horrible sing a long block? Yeah. Is that because when you describe it, I feel like that sounds like I haven't seen neither, but what oh. I have seen of both feels like it's the same. Um, well, the sing-along is way, way worse, but... But it also has this kind of nice guy thing. It has a nice guy thing, and it also kind of, like, shows it, but, that it's bad, yeah. yeah. But still, you kind of feel for him. Mm. But uh, uh, Dr. Horrible is actually horrible. Okay. <laughs> and, like, Seymour, he's... Oh. <laughs> I think uh, everybody can hear that. It's still on there. <laughs> the dangers of drinking. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I, I don't think it's it's that worth it. Way tamer, and I think like it has its. I think it has its heart at the right place, but it's not really uh, conscious enough of the problem to make it clear. That was that. That's what I got away from it. But do you feel like that's just Sweden's version of that musical? That's sort of inspired. No, I feel like there's some. As I said, I've seen neither. But only the parts no. that I do know, they feel so no, no, it's similar. Pretty, it's, it's pretty different. Yeah. I know. Hmm. Okay. Well, then let me take this opportunity to tell everyone about my new favorite game. Which is Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Mm. Yes. I did start a new one. As Creed. Syndicate. Which one is that? Can you can you give me like where where does it land? I have no idea. So let me see if I can recount the mm. ass history. <laughs> um, so so we have the original, which sucks. Then we have Assassin's Creed Two, which is awesome. Then we have the two follow-ups, Brotherhood and Re Relations, which are increasingly terrible. Then we hit the worst with Assassin's Creed Three. It's so fucking boring, I can't even. Then Black Flag. Then. Which was also boring, right? It was pretty terrible. Mm. So the only fun part was all the busy work. Mm. Um, and the rest was just annoying. Like, so annoying. And then we had Assassin's Creed Unity, which was famously broken. I think ah right that's where all the memes come from, came from. <laughs> yes with the face where it's just the eyeballs and the teeth <laughs> the, exactly that's the one <laughs> <laughs> love that picture and of course uh, I think there were some spin-off games you know Assassin's Creed China and stuff like that but I don't think it's uh, <laughs> the eyeballs and teeth had, had its own spin-off wait Rogue was the follow-up to Black Flag, I think, because it was exactly the same game. I think it's sort of like Brotherhood. I it's the know. same I game, just more. I've never heard of Rogue, but okay. Nobody cared, because it was it was just Black Flag, just boring, I think. That's what I hear. I haven't played it, because I don't want to play more Black Flag. Mm -hmm. um, then Unity, and then Syndicate. Mm. And then after Syndicate, uh, what was that one? I forgot already. The new one is Valhalla. The very new one is Valhalla. Ah, Odyssey. Odyssey. That was uh, still in between. Wow, that's there. a lot of S. Yeah, there's 11 main games and I think four spin-offs. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Syndicate. Who knew that they could make a good Assassin's Creed game? It's like, so the way I think of it now, before I describe all of this, is Assassin's Creed 2 is my favorite from what Assassin's Creed was originally. And Syndicate, I think, is my favorite in terms of what it could be. Hmm. That sounds ominous. 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 So here's the deal. Old timey London. Hmm. I've seen the trailer for that one. And you play twins. So you have, for the very first time, a female protagonist that you can play. I hate it. It's politics! It is! <laughs> And apparently, I read that so she gets sidelined. Were they both women or just one? No, a brother and a sister. 
Okay, so they, they only managed to do a half. Yes. <laughs> and I think in the main storyline, the brother gets favored. <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> But <laughs> so great. I mean, <laughs> if that doesn't speak to gaming uh, culture, I don't know what does. <laughs> <laughs> they also don't look very alike. Yeah, but anyway, so, uh, but no, that, that's basically their reaction to, because in Unity was that whole scandal with, it's too complicated yeah. to animate boobs. We can't animate women. Because <laughs> they walk different. It's just they, so, it's just that's so That's how they walk, right? They, they swing their <laughs> hips, that's like, what? Gotta re-rig everything, probably. <laughs> but yeah, basically, Cinecat takes everything that I like about Assassin's Creed and does it better. Mm. And improves on literally everything. It's so far. I mean, I haven't finished it, obviously. I mean. So they learned out of Unity. So they, they saw Unity and said, like, okay, I think we we have to put I some effort that, into it again. I think that's actually the game where they stuck doing the two-year cycle. And where they said, we're going to just take some time to relax. Ooh, okay. I think that was Syndicate. I don't think it was Odyssey. No, I think after Unity, because that was such a yeah, disaster, they yeah. said, okay, let's just let's wait cool it. Everybody <laughs> forgot about that one. <laughs> and yeah, it's so... Okay, let me try to list all the things that I love about it. Uh, first of all, I mean, it's still an Assassin's Creed game, so I can't really tell you what the story is or anything, but every single mission that I do is super exciting. Like, in, in some way, I mean, it's a, it's a typical thing. There's a Templar who is running London and you have, you want to kind of stop him type of thing. Mm. Actually, you're not supposed to be in London. You're supposed to do missions somewhere else. And you start with that, with a raid where you play both characters, one after the other. Mm -hmm. um, and oh, and uh, the, the missions are immediately, they throw you into it in such a... So the first thing you do is you're on a moving train and you fight your way through that train. You try to decouple mm, something. You try exciting. to find something. It's, it is exciting. And you, you learn the mechanics while doing cool shit. Mm. And then you switch to playing her and you try to move through, you know, a, a laboratory where a piece of Eden, because it's always about a piece of Eden in these games. Ugh, I, I, I hate the meta Eden? story. It's basically relics from stuff that jesus used or that has the power of god or some shit okay. so it's that weird okay. that's that's a meta story like in the in the in the now which thankfully is like very very sidelined in this game so far um i've barely i, I probably played this 40 hours already and i've seen like 15 minutes of real world which <laughs> thank god i hate the real world i even hate that's actually the main thing that i dislike about the game so far is that the redesign of the characters that you already know uh, in the real world, that they just look so terribly boring. They took basically everything that was significant and sort of interesting about them from the early Assassin's Creed games and made them just generic, good-looking people. Wait, uh, but they are the same characters? Or they same characters, people? just the character models look terrible. That's weird. Okay. Well, uh, you, can't, you can't have it all, I guess. But that's that's okay, you know. I'm I'm very happy that I just at most like I think it starts with an intro that's like three four minutes long, and then I didn't see them for hours and hours on end, and now I had to sit through another two minutes or something, and back I am in the game. Love it. Hmm. Just I mean, of course I wish they would cut it all together, but 
thanks for doing almost that. I guess they're not allowed to cut it completely. <laughs> <laughs> but they try, and I appreciate it. And um, and then see, yeah, see these missions, they are... And I think that's why I almost like it more than the second one. I still feel like they're so separate. There's the original games, and the second one is such an... It's a perfect thing of what the original game wanted to be, Mm. but never could be because it was so bad. Um, (laughs) But now what they're doing with it, it's more... It almost feels like you're playing Hitman. Mm. And these are like real tactical missions. It's not just... I don't know why they feel so bad in all the other games that I played, but they seem to like put real effort into it. And that's also what I appreciate about, like I was thinking, this is the first game I, I think I've ever played that feels like a proper open world in terms of it's not just you have the main quests and a lot of busy work that you do because it's kind of fun to collect stuff or something, but where you actually do things that are really fun. Because what happens is once you get to London, you have turf wars. So every section mm. of London, every district is um, separated, is basically controlled by a game called the Blighters. And you can slowly take back control. And so every district has a, is separated into a little missions. In America style. Was yes, it does feel very much like this. It feels, that's actually what's super fun about this. It, it, it's kind of Assassin's Creed meets GTA. Mm. So you have a lot of run around. You can you have carriages that you can hijack and ride around <laughs> the town with. And <laughs> okay. That's awesome. It's really nice. And then you have these, um, you know, like a district is usually separated into like 8 to 12 or something sub um, areas. And they are, to win them back, you basically do like a handful of similar missions some are bounties where you capture a person and drive them to the police station or like to a secret meeting spot where you meet your police contact where you kill someone or where you um, take out a whole gang hideout Um, and once you have completed all of these missions oh and you liberate children child labor uh, Mm. factories so i think these are the types of uh, missions you can do but each of them is is different. And it's not like in the previous Assassin's Creed game where basically everything you do feels kind of samey, mm. but it feels like a new Hitman mission. You know, you kind of sneak your way through, you take them out one by one and stuff. And that's also nice about this one, that the... Um, so you still have this thing of uh, you synchronize with the DNA what actually happened Mm -hmm. and that's basically the main goal that you have to achieve and there's like sub goals that you do for full synchronization so if you don't do them you sync 90% which doesn't matter it's basically just the motivation but while in that really bothered me in Brotherhood where you had stuff like in a 20 minute half hour mission you must never once take damage and Mm -hmm. once you do even when you restart from a checkpoint it still failed um and shit like that when really wasn't fun it was just some bullshit requirement but here i feel like it motivates you to actually play this game in a certain way where it's like um you have a sub goal of um kill this particular leader of this uh faction or 
do it without, of course, without raising an alarm or um, do it by dropping three hanging things on someone and stuff like that. And it just kind of motivates you to play this in like a really tactical, strategic manner, which is so fun. Like it's really good and well-designed missions. And the layout is always a little bit different, and but also not too convoluted. Like you can manage. It's not that hard. It's just it motivates you to play in a different way rather than punishing you for not playing how they wanted to hmm. type of thing. And I really like that. It's I basically, I don't even follow the main mission. And that's why I'm saying it feels like a true open world because everything I can do is not just run there, fetch that, find that uh, chest, find that key. But it's really, you want to engage with the world and you want, I I have so much fun just like running onto a boat and blowing it up uh, to sabotage uh, the opposition. So internal motivation instead of just this external like, you can capture more stuff, but it gives you more, you would only want to do this if you want to have more, more money because it's not fun to do. And this one is just a like, rather completionist thing because that's how I always felt with the previous mm. game. You do this out of a completionist because I am the type of person who gets really caught up with just just remove every symbol on the map type mm. of thing. Yeah. But here I'm not even that worried about it. Um, like I think uh, what's also not that great about the game is the whole menu and the. Um, the, the item stuff because you have some crafting mm. you have a uh, hundred weapons that I don't really understand why I need them and stuff and it kind of gives me this feeling of okay this is a play style that I don't need to bother with mm. and so there's also certain things that I don't need to bother with like I literally am free mm, not just yeah. to complete the game but to play it how I want to play it and yeah. just do the parts that I want to do I know that feeling it's so nice well, I can say like this is something I just not gonna do that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's certain upgrade trees that I don't care about and certain skill things that I don't care about. And it's all fine. anything. Yeah. It's just different play styles. Yeah. And this time I don't feel like the actual goal is to do all of it, but to do it my way. Hmm. And it's so... And yeah, and that whole turf war thing, it does real feel like proper mafia. Hmm. You're just doing this thing, you're capturing, and once you have uh, done all the missions in a district, there's a gang war. Well, it's been a while that we have a Mafia game, hasn't it? Well, Mafia 3 was... Was it already eight years ago? Yeah, I just said... I think they brought out, like, a Mafia remaster. But I guess we have, like, the Yakuza line. Yeah, but it, of course, feels... I remember just the old, like, Mafia games where you had... Where it was more like a Mafia manager. I love yeah. to play that side. I love the, the, the fantasy of, of that. Mm-hmm. So I can really see myself, yeah. It sounds great. Maybe I, I'm going to play this one. No, yeah. the, I, I think you're actually going to like it. It's yeah. it's really a lot of fun. Sounds great. Yeah. Sounds really great. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. So. And it's always so low on like the ranked list. of. And I'm always like, what? I mean, apparently the ending isn't good. I heard, I'll see. Because of people are telling me that the combat is repetitive. Then I'm already like... Ah, this is like a critique <laughs> that the Witcher series gets in every game. And I'm like, well, it's not about a combat, man. <laughs> no, but it's here, like, it's, <laughs> here the combat is kind of brawler style. So, um, yeah. Someone said it's uh, it's probably inspired by um, Arkham Asylum more. Yeah, yeah. It flows much better than Arkham Asylum. And I yeah, feel like... I mean, that you, flowed already. I flowed nicely. 
And I feel like you have more options to control the combat here than you did in any other Assassin's Creed game I played. Because mm. how is that combat different? If you have open combat, you do counter stab, and that's it. That's <laughs> Of course, it's similar, but it, it's actually really fun to beat up people. And, oh, but that's also cool. In the game. Yes. <laughs> and in general. <laughs> but that's also cool. Uh, I think we also talked about it recently. It has a skill tree that actually gives you stuff you might want. Like, you can relatively quickly... Like, there's gang upgrades type thing. So you have different types of skills mm. and gang upgrades, and you can upgrade that the rival gang doesn't attack you anymore because they're intimidated by you and you can upgrade that the police doesn't bother you for small infractions and stuff. Mm. So basically with a few small upgrades you can remove the annoying element of it which is so nice and then you just run around and have fun and you mm. don't have to every two minutes be attacked by guards and then rip down posters that are at top of the building because then some of the people are less likely to recognize you and shit like that. That's how you do good design. You put something, you, you put a barrier in and then you give the player an option to remove it. It feels like it's not even a barrier. It's just there's an annoyance. Maybe. There's kind of something that is bothersome. A challenge? That's even something I really... Um, also really loved because you have these carriages and when I was driving them you know you run into something you know it kind of stops a little bit like it really it throws you off a little bit and I was mm. like oh, okay but that makes sense and then I see there's an upgrade that you that it affects you less when you run into things and it's like I was like wow that I wasn't even thinking that I need that it made sense that if I run into something that the cart like stops a little bit and mm. now it stops a little bit less and that's awesome <laughs> how does it work with the with the Horses? I mean, do the horses run into each other? Or is it, like, oh. it basically works exactly like a car. Okay. <laughs> but I do think the horses also get uh, beaten up. It's a because I had some with, with the horses like, while, you were, oh, no. while the cart was shaking. <laughs> no, the poor horses. <laughs> I guess that's, that's how you deal with when you're being pursued. They come up next to you and then you can ram them and then yeah. you try to throw them off. But... Uh, Hopefully destroy that cart before your dies. And so at the end of one of these, where I had a lot of them. And the horse was going, <laughs> and the cart, the wheels were shaking. That's <laughs> just great. Um, and yeah, so that's. Oh yes, and like I said, at the end, when you have cleared a level, then you get to the actual gang fight where you challenge or where you're being challenged with uh, the. With the leader of that of the blighters of that district, yeah. and it's also kind of neat, like the whole surrounding thing, because you it's like a very short cinematic, but but there's a process. But there's a very official looking man, like from a bank, with like big mutton mm. mm. chops. Yes, <laughs> it's like uh, the gang has agreed to fight you for the stuff and stuff, and then. And it's basically, yeah, you have you have a proper fight um, to wait, decide who wait. gets to own this now. Nice. So it's not just kill the guy and then you have it, but it's like, yeah. That's all made to, to make you feel awesome. Yes. Nice. And I love the setting uh, because it's more modern. It feels more, I don't know, it's more, I relate to it more. And it has one of my most terrifying fears of... It's it's really a complicated thing to deal with. So you have the Thames, right, running mm -hmm. through 
London There's end. It's a river, right? Yes, and it's this murky-looking river, and there's like it's like full of ships. Yeah, they're driving everywhere, and you you know sometimes you're swimming through that, and then swimming past the ship. But it's like I I don't know. I'm so terrified of water <laughs> that I can't see through for some reason, and especially if there's like a big object in it. I don't know. I don't know why a ship terrifies me so much, but it does. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so great. It's so so much fun to just be there. And it looks gorgeous. That's also something that bothered me about Black Flag. That it just kind of looked so like a normal kind of blah interpretation of Caribbean. And this mm. is like properly stylized. Everything looks mm. super nice and Victorian in a way. And and yeah, I mean, I don't really know what the story is so far. But I just played a mission that was actually really super affecting. And the cutscene after where you see the villains talk was so well written like really kind of like kind of like, like oh. it's actually just an hour before you came you know like, oh. <laughs> that was it was not even much he was just talking about tea and it was tea <laughs> that's an english passion you know <laughs> and the acting is great the, all the animations and the visuals it's all so great i so love this game hmm. and there's so many neat little mechanics like you also you know as you liberate children you sort of strengthen your relationship to you know a little girl leader who like cares about that you do this for her basically like all these extra missions are for someone mm. so you for example you also meet um charles darwin and uh dickens and they have like different missions like oh also gender representation awesome half the gang is women um like you Constantly beat up women. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> game for me. Finally, um, and also there's a there's a character that is a trans man, and it's not remarked on in the story. It's just hmm. visually, it's a trans man. And I wonder how much backlash this, this game got from gamers. Tm. Well, clearly it's all, it's it's low on most lists that I find. That is the reason. That's probably, probably the reason. Mm. Oh, for sure that's the reason. That's what so happens political. all the time. It's like the, the Ghostbusters movie. Ah, yes. I mean, that's what it wasn't the best movie, but it's, it's like tanked so hard in, in the ratings because like people were so upset that, oh no, they're women. They are taking our Ghostbusting now. Yeah, I'm, but also it's, it's, I feel like this is one of those Assassin's Creed games that nobody cared about. Yeah, I mean, it did ca come like after Unity, so I remember being like, oh, let's see what the bugs <laughs> will be there. But I never really cared for Assassin's Creed before. But now that you're telling me all that, that sounds amazing. <laughs> it is so much fun. You also get a grappling gun. So you can like from... That's also because I did always just like running up buildings because it takes so long. Mm. Um, so I would often just walk the streets because it's quicker. Mm. Now you can just walk up to a ledge and shoot the thing and then it quickly goes up. And then if you want to go across something, you just shoot the thing across and then just kind of mm. over places. And yeah, you just zip around London. Easy traversal. That's mm. fun, yeah. I mean, And yeah, and I, I play mostly as the sister. Ooh, and you have your base on a moving train. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. <laughs> like the first turf that you liberate, you fight a guy who has a train, and then you have the train, you have a base in it. Oh, so it's like Knight Rider with the... 
And it runs yeah. around the entire time, so it's always moving, and you can, of course, fast travel to it, but mm -hmm. uh, always change this location. And you can also then do, like, train robberies. That, that could be more exciting, but I'm still very excited because, uh, well, you usually just have to kill a couple of guards and then you collect what's on it. I wish it was more of a hit many mission like the other things, but mm. uh, but it's still nice. I always run to rob a train. <laughs> I know being on this movie thing and it moves sort of slow, but also not so slow that you can catch it. The boat's also kind of slow, but not that slow. Sometimes that's annoying when I try to catch an event. <laughs> oh, that's also something they have like many like uh, spontaneous events mm. uh, where you like stop scare these bullies. Uh, stop these things from killing that person and there's just things that pop up now I have something where you, where you that's already, it's already a tough thing to balance it. it's not like distracting and not repetitive because I know like Stalker did that it was really cool but like after a while it became repetitive because every time you went past this area there's always just one thing happening and you're like okay well it's you guys fight it all <laughs> And, and on the other hand, I found like sometimes, you know, you walk somewhere and then they are like, everything is happening, like too much stuff is happening in between. You're like, I'm, I'm really, I have to go there. I can't just. <laughs> now, that's a nice thing. It never feels like you have to, but I want to. Like I see these little icons and they're just on your small map and mm. they're really just localized things. And they don't happen all the time, but they're quick, they're easy, you know, you're walking past them. Uh, like two blighters harassing a civilian so you walk there you stab them you keep moving and it's nice. it's the event right and yeah. i don't know it's so far it feels amazing i'm curious to see where the story is going but uh so far so much good holy shit right there's a whole i don't know if this is a dlc or whatever but um because i have the whole like the whole thing obviously but i guess guess that's what you would get these days but um, there's this whole type of mission where you investigate murders. And that's such a fascinating thing. Like you talk to some author of like these Penny Dreadful stories. Um, and he basically writes the stories that you uncover. And Wait, Penny Dreadful is like a pulp magazine? Yeah, basically. Yes. Ah, I didn't know that. It's also yeah. a series on Netflix, right? Yes. Apparently it's good. Hmm. I wasn't motivated to really watch anything of it. Really it's too dark. Yeah. So it's probably just medium. <laughs> here's this thing, you know, that someone has been murdered. And you go there and you investigate the corpse and you get like a little description. And then you, with your eagle vision, you uncover clues in the area that Sounds lead you somewhere else. Many games in one. Yes. And these, they're actually so fun. Because you actually you go around, you talk to people, you find a clue, then you talk to someone again. In the end, you have to accuse someone. And it's actually really clever in parts, like how you have to put this together, what actually happens. basically. It is such a mixture of... It's like the best of everything. It's Assassin's Creed, GTA, L.A. Noir. It's like all the good stuff all put into Noir. one beautiful... Batman, Arkham Asylum. Yes. And then you have a soundtrack that sometimes sounds a little like a Carnum. Match is mm. super nice, you know, that very violin y, yeah. that aggressive violin, <laughs> very severe. Oh, what? <laughs> and yeah, it's ah, I love it. So, that's a good game, <laughs> very nice. And how many hours have you put in, rough? 
realistically speaking? Just so people can like... And probably 30, because I have these XP upgrades that always run for 10 hours, and I think I'm like nearing the end of my third one. Mm. They did an XP boost where you get 10% more XP. How did you get that? Uh, no, it's uh, like so it's one of those things that you get as a microtransaction thingy, uh, but I think I have it uh, activated as part of the full version uh, thingy. Okay, okay, like so. the, what's it called? The Collector's Edition or whatever they call weird. it. It's so weird. It is a bit weird. That's weird, but okay. And it has these elements, you know, because you, you, can, you can buy more currency and more XP and stuff to get all this. But you also don't need it. Okay. Like, I hate that it's there because you actually don't need it. It would be a perfect game if that wasn't there, but uh, so far. Yeah, maybe maybe I remember Jim Sterling like ranting about that back in the day, as he is still ranting about. They as, though. They, sorry, that's true. It's now they. Mm. They've landed to they. Yeah. What was it last time already? I think there was a part, or oh, you could like decide which name you want to. Oh yeah, yeah, they, they. Yes, it's they, mm. but they're cool with any name that you use. You can use Jim, you can use Stephanie. Steph, yeah. It's all fine, but it's they. The name right, is right, right, yeah. right. Sorry, there, Steph, if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> Surely, <laughs> as you always are. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I think they actually really liked it uh, because they really hated Unity. Yeah, I remember that. Everybody did. <laughs> and then I remember from uh, Podquisition that they talked about how how much it helped Assassin's Creed to take that break mm. and to just you know do make a good game. But uh, apparently mm. nobody cared, so so they made Odyssey and tried to copy Destiny. Oh God. And yeah, now I'm curious what Valhalla is like, though I have heard mixed things. But we'll see. Yeah. It's weird how, how so many people have such bad taste, huh? It is very weird. It's, yeah, I guess most people are normies. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, that's why they're normies, because it's normal to be that tasteless. <laughs> Just the, the, the common denominator, right? Mm. Bad taste. Yeah, it's sad. And of course, it's business practices. Yes. I mean, it's the, the source of all the... It could be normal to have a good game content. or female characters or like effort put into stuff, but that would, you know, that would not give you all the money right now. So, yeah. rather stick with bullshit. Yes. It's no wonder if you like pay men more money. That, that makes more sense to cater to men, right? Yep, and transforming uh, the culture. Would take right there. <laughs> would take effort. Nobody wants to make effort. They just want all the money. Not even most of the money. All of it. All of it right now. Hmm. Fucked up. We're down again. There, we did such a good job, like... Going down and up again. Mm. But the bottom line is still that somehow Assassin's Creed Syndicate got made. Yeah, maybe maybe you should leave it at that for today. Well, I guess we are almost half an hour over. That's to make up for last week. Yeah. So in in case Jana 
you're listening right now and Friedrich, but I, I don't I don't see Friedrich listening to this post. But yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> well, well, tell us. If you do see it and you feel offended that we thought you wouldn't watch this, uh, yeah. tell us so. Yeah, please, please. I mean, I'm sure you, you will. <laughs> but yeah, we are, we are terribly sorry that we didn't talk about anything. Uh, you teased <laughs> on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, right, we had we had a lot to talk about. So, but I mean, you know, it's also more fun to talk about when you're also here. So maybe next yeah, week we'll maybe, manage. And maybe then... next week. Who knows if we still remember? Yeah, but I'm sure this topic will come up at one point or another because, like, meaning in games and what makes game elements like work or movies. I mean, it's the same yeah, thing. I mean, we talk about that all the time anyway. So it's I'm sure something. it will come up. Yeah. <laughs> We, we will talk about but yeah I just wanted to say I'm sorry we are, we are sorry if, so if you listen sorry. to the end just to get disappointed sorry maybe I'll put it in the description no biomutants <laughs> right then thanks very much for watching yes. and we will see Better. you next time Subscribe, join Ooh. a Discord. Yeah, uh, we, I don't know. You can do other stuff. So I'm if sure. you hear this now, at this particular moment, you can. And you see the chat? Just click on the link. Yeah. And if you don't, Introduce just jump yourself. to the end of the uh, thing, and then you find it too, hopefully. Yeah. Or just like at the bottom, uh, or yeah, just pretty go much on the website. I mean. It's so easy. You'll find it's a way. It's so easy. I, I believe in Ma you. Make you an can, effort. You can Come do on. it. <laughs> <laughs> right then. Until next time. Bye. Bye.